the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are warnings to all that follow their own lust. Those who put their aspirations above those that God has for them. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today, we continue our study titled, One Man's Story in John chapter 13. This is part two. What happened? What happened here? I mean, where did Judas fall off the path? Where did he hang the wrong turn on the fork of the road? When and where did he take that wrong misstep? How in the world did this young man who was asked personally by Jesus Christ to follow him, this young man who's walked now three years with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, get to the point of betraying the Messiah of the whole world? Again, Judas, who had firsthand knowledge of every single miracle, he watched Lazarus, a man who had been dead for four days, come walking out of the tomb alive just a week earlier. This man personally witnessed lame men walking, blind men seen, men that were cancer filled with, with leprosy, just be completely clenched in front of his very eyes. Yet now... He leaves the Passover with the very Passover lamb, Jesus, who's been prophesied throughout the Old Testament. And now he's going to make a deal with the crooked religious leaders, the enemies of Christ, those who had forsaken the living God for rituals and regulations. I wonder, where did it actually start? When did it start? I wonder if it might have started with subtle little compromises, like we mentioned earlier. Maybe he started spending time with those very religious leaders that hated Jesus. Maybe that started to taint his thinking and poison his soul. You know, we're also told in the Bible that he was given the money box to hold. You could say that he was the treasurer for the Lord's ministry. Yet we're also told that he was stealing money out of the box. Maybe his first temptation was to steal just a a couple bucks out of the box. Yet maybe after getting away with it for several times, he started taking more and more and more. This is why at Core Church, we have a very heavy eye on the giving here. And we make sure that every dollar, every cent is accounted for here at this church. We make sure that every penny is accounted for. Nothing loose. We make sure that there's multiple people that count the offering, that no one's alone with the money ever. 
We have multiple people sign a sheet when the offering is counted. That money is then deposited. That is all be traced back through a money trail, a paper trail, so that every sin is accounted for. Because I've seen, unfortunately, in churches where people have taken advantage of the money. And it's just like, I think when you take advantage of God's money, then that's why those ministries are always begging for money. Because a ministry should never beg. And if you've been here for some time now, you'll notice that we never beg for money. We receive the morning tithes and offerings. This whole church exists because the free will gift offerings of God's people. But we never beg because this is a great joy to give unto God's work. And if those find, amen. So we take it serious, and and I thank you for those of you that participate in making this ministry work. But as you remember in our study in John chapter 12, when Judas saw Mary, that was Mary, the sister of Lazarus, the sister of Martha, remember when she came with her prized possession, she had a $50,000 bottle of perfume that she came to Jesus and she poured it down his head, across his body, down to his feet, anointing his body for burial as she got on her hands and knees and worshiped the Lord and wiped the excess off his feet with her hair? Judas said, well, we should have sold that and gave it to the poor. Obviously, Judas didn't see what Mary was able to see. See, Mary saw it as an anointing for her Lord's burial. That's why she gave all that she had. She gave her most valuable object. John chapter 12 also told us that Judas didn't care about the poor. He wanted that perfume sold because he was a thief and he was stealing money out of the box. Well, I don't think anyone could ever fully understand why Judas did what he did. But don't think for one second that if we allow ongoing compromise to participate in our own hearts, in our own lives, that we couldn't do something that was completely corrupt and devious. Don't think that it couldn't happen with us. We all have, as the Bible would say, feet of clay. We could all fall and do something that we would be sorry for later. Well, we will never know again what exactly was in the heart of Judas Iscariot. Maybe it was just, you know, it had been a similar thing to to the devil himself, really. As you remember, the devil was filled with greed. The Bible says that the devil was created as the morning star, one of the highest and most beautiful angels in heaven. Yet he tried to exalt himself above God's throne. That's when the star of the morning was cast out of heaven and became the serpent, Lucifer, the devil. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 that he is the accuser of the brethren as he accuses us before God day and night. That's right. The devil looks down. You see that pastor at Core Church LA? God, did you see him today? He was on the fast lane in the freeway. In fact, he was passing people in the fast lane on the freeway. So we're being accused. And many of the things that he accuses us of 
are true. <laughs> and so, and that's why we need the grace and the mercy of God. But yes, he's the accuser of the brethren. And now the devil possesses this worker of iniquity, Judas, this man whose heart was filled with greed. Maybe Judas liked the pomp and the rituals of the religious leaders. Look at those guys. They walk around so pious with their long flowing robes. Maybe he liked that because he looked at Jesus. This guy's wearing an old scrappy robe with worn out sandals. Where am I ever going to go? How do I climb the corporate ladder following Jesus? Maybe he liked the praise of the people. Maybe he liked living in the lamp of luxury. Judas had already gone to the religious leaders because he had premeditated his move. Listen to what had happened. This is now recorded out of Matthew's gospel. So this happened before the Passover meal that we're sitting at here in John 13. But in Matthew 26, 14, it says, Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and he said, what are you willing to give me to deliver Jesus up to you? And they weighed out to him 30 pieces of silver. And from then on, Judas began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. Wow. Premeditated. Judas had this all planned out. He had it all in his mind how to betray Jesus and make money off of it. His choice was made. His decision was final. And for what? 30 pieces of silver? Is that all that Jesus was worth to Judas? What a worthless individual this man is. It's amazing to me how callous a heart can get when we allow greed and the lust of our flesh to rule our lives. We will step on those that we love. We will crush those who get in our way. We will mow over anyone who disagrees with us. The Bible says in the last days that the hearts of people will grow cold. That's why we see this mentality in our own day and age. That's why America is so infatuated with reality shows. We like seeing dysfunction played out in front of us. We like seeing people at their worst. And now we witness Judas Iscariot at his worst. He has sought the enemy. He has sought the devil. He has aligned himself with the plans and the schemes of Lucifer. Satan has always wanted Jesus dead. And now he's convinced Judas, one of the Lord's own 12 disciples, to go AWOL. He's convinced him to sell out. He has talked him into betraying the king of kings the Lord of Lords, for 30 pieces of silver. And for you Bible students out here, if you look back into the book of Exodus in the Pentateuch, the Torah, the law of God, listen to the fine that a a farmer would have to pay if his ox went over to the next farmer's land and found one of his slaves working in the field and his ox gored the slave to death. Okay, so here's the fine that he'd have to pay. Exodus 21:32. If the ox gores a male or a female slave, then the owner of the ox shall give his or her master 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned to death. Oh, here's 30 shekels of silver and let's go kill the ox. We'll have a barbecue. 
I get the filet mignon. Okay, so that's what comes out of that. Was that all that Jesus was worth to this money-grubbing, short-sighted, callous-hearted man? Was just the price of a dead common slave after he got gored by an ox. I wonder how Jesus looked at Judas when he came back from his little visit with the chief priest after he had struck that deal in Matthew 26. This was like a week earlier. Maybe Jesus said to Judas, hey, Judas, where have you been? Maybe Judas responded with, oh, I went to the temple with a big smile on his face. Maybe he even added, I was praying as he lied through his teeth. What a fool. What a fool this man was. What kind of a man could walk and talk with Jesus for three years and not think that Jesus wasn't seen right through his corrupt heart? Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Can a man hide himself in a hiding place so that the Lord does not see him, declares God. Do I not fill the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord? I fill the universe. I know everything that's happening. 100 billion galaxies. You don't think I know what you're doing? Job 34, 22 says, There is no darkness nor deep shadow where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. There's no place to hide. This is the very verse that drove me like a cattle, drove me to the foot of the cross. Because when I heard this verse in Luke 12, 3, everything you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. Everything you've whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops of heaven. When I heard that, I just realized that everything I've done is open and bare before the Lord. Everything. How could I hide anything from him? I am guilty. I am guilty. I need a savior. I have been filled with sin. Yes, that's what sin does though. Sin blinds us from the truth. It dulls our senses. Sin makes us stupid. Sin makes us stupid. As we say to ourselves, I won't get caught. I'm smarter than the other people that have got caught with the same thing. I take precautions. You know, I can mingle with non-believers. It's different for me. You don't understand, Pastor. I can hang with all my buddies from college and all these friends here. It's not going to affect me one bit. It already has. It already has. Yet the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man or a woman sows, that they will also reap. Understand, even in the midst of our misguided thinking, God loves us. God loves us. And he continues to reach out to us. I wonder how many times that Jesus gave Judas an opportunity to repent. How many times? Notice how Jesus let Judas come to the Passover dinner, the last Passover dinner, the very night that Jesus is going to be arrested, the very day before he's hung on a cross to die. He allowed him to come to this holy moment. Notice how Jesus also washed Judas's feet as his all-piercing eyes must have looked deep into the soul of Judas. 
I wonder how much love and, and mercy was in his eyes as he washed this man's feet. I wonder if Jesus whispered to Judas as he was washing his feet, Judas, are you okay? Judas, what's going on? Judas, what are you doing? Judas, I want you to know I love you. Well, we don't know all the details, but what we do know is this. John, the author of this gospel, he was leaning against the breast of Jesus in verse 23 as Peter gestured to him, ask him, who's the dirty rat? Ask him. Which one of them was the dog? Which one was the traitor? And in verse 26, Jesus tells John, the one that I dipped my bread in and I handed to him. And then he dipped it in and gave it to Judas. Understand, the tradition was when the host of an event, and Jesus is the host, he's the master, when the master would dip and actually hand it to someone, that was a a moment of great honor. It was a special sign of, of friendship for that person. Even in that moment, Jesus offers Judas an olive branch of grace. Yet Judas, he doesn't respond. So Jesus tells this wretch, go do what you must do. Which brings up our final point, heeding our warnings. Yes, there are warnings to all that follow their own lust. Those who put their aspirations above those that God has for them. For in doing so, we betray our true calling. To know and to serve the one who made us. The one who allows us to live and to breathe. Listen to what it says in Matthew 26, verse 24. It says, the son of man is to go just as it is written of him. But woe to the man, grief, sorrow, and misery on the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. And Judas Iscariot, who was betraying him, answered and said, surely it is not I, Rabbi. And he said to him, you have said it yourself. Wow. There was another opportunity for him to say, you know what? I have had these thoughts. It is me. I am so sorry. Oh, God, have mercy on me. What do you think Jesus would have done? He would have had mercy on him. But he didn't do that. He tried to play it off like, oh, it's certainly it's not me. <laughs> oh, couldn't be me. Judas received the morsel that Jesus gave him. And he didn't heed the warning that came with it. He forsook his opportunity to repent. That's when, as it says in verse 27, Satan entered his soul. He went past the point of no return and Judas got up and he left the table. Notice what it says in verse 30. It was night. Yes, it's always a dark day spiritually when we reject God's offer of love and repentance. That's when the lights to our soul will be turned off. 
Judas betrayed our Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Many today have done the same. We sell out our Lord as we neglect his call. We sell out the Lord when we follow our own will over the will of our Father. We sell out the Lord when we fail to heed his warnings of the life to come as we share the message of salvation to those and they say, ah, I don't think I need, I'm I'm good. You're good? Oh yeah, I'm good. I had a man that was sharing with me here just recently and he says, "Uh, I'm a Christian. He was trying to sell me something. And so he gave me the whole Christian thing and I just said, I said, oh, so you're a Christian? Yes, I am. I said, and I just sensed in my spirit that he wasn't. And look, I can't argue with someone. If they say they're a Christian, I'm, who am I to say you're not a Christian? So I just, I came back at him. I said, let me ask you a question. And he said, yeah. I said, are you born again? And he says, no, I'm not one of those born again. So I said, you, sir, are not a Christian. Unless you're born again, Jesus said, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. There has to come a point in time where you come to Jesus Christ as the King of kings, the Lord of lords, as God in the flesh, and receive him into your heart as your Lord and your Savior. So I went on to talk to him for another 30 minutes about the Lord and gave him the opportunity, and he said, no, I don't want it. So it came out as true what I said. He was not a Christian. Let us never forget what Jesus said in Matthew 16. What is a man or a woman profit if they would gain the whole world, but yet you forfeit or lose your own soul? There's not, nothing wrong with gaining much in this world. There's much to be gained. And if you're a wise steward of your money, you can gain much in this world. There's nothing wrong with that. But what if you put that over the relationship with God? What do you profit if you were to lose your own soul? And what was the end result of Judas Iscariot? How did this man finish? What was the story of his life? How did his tale end? Matthew 27 says, he went out and he hanged himself. He committed suicide. He was nothing more than a life used as a pawn in the hand of Satan. And as soon as Satan is done with you, Oh, you can worship him. You can do all these things. But as soon as he's done with you, once he has out of you what he needs, and once he was done with Judas, he threw him away like a worthless piece of trash because there is no love there. Yes, Judas had plenty of opportunities to repent, to be a man of God, to be used by God for his glory, but he threw it all away. He felt remorse at the end, but it was too late for him. The Bible says in the end, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. For for most of us here today, it'll be, oh, Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord. Yet for others, it will be Jesus is Lord. And for those that are the latter ones, they will regret the tale of their own lives. Because for them, it will be too late. So the question is, how will we end? Are you a true believer? Or do you just look like a true believer? Let's not forget, Judas looked 
like a true believer. God desires us not to just look like a true believer, but to be a true believer on the inside. Amen? That's all the time we have for our message. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Hi ladies, welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. I want to share with you a burden that's on my heart. The impact of secular humanism on our nation, our children, and our grandchildren. We can't stick our heads in the sand and pretend that these forces of evil aren't thriving. In 1 Timothy 1, Paul mentions the influence of two women, Lois and Eunice. Their faith in God and the knowledge of His Word was passed on to the next generation, and what an impact they made. Women of God... We've been given a vital sphere of influence. Now, more than ever, in the love and boldness of God's Spirit, we need to proclaim God's story with our mouths, pass on the legacy of faith in how we live, and take a stand for God's truth to this generation. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org. Corechurchla.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.